Hi, Bloomers. It's Wendy, and you're listening to Bloom with Flores. In today's episode, we will dive deep into the fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. Our guest has a wealth of expertise in this ever-evolving field, bringing his knowledge on decentralized finance and the broader landscape of digital assets. Throughout our conversation, we'll explore the ins and outs of crypto space, addressing key questions about the market dynamics, new developments, and the exciting innovations that are shaping the future. Join us as we unravel the mysteries and opportunities within the world of cryptocurrencies. Hi, German. Thank you for agreeing to join me on my podcast today. We are both part of a financial discord group called Liga, where you're our crypto guy. The new year brings new investors open to learning new things about opportunities. So I thought this conversation would be helpful. So without further delay, please feel free to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is German. Um, like Wendy said, uh, I'm part of the Liga group and I'm the crypto guy. And uh, thank you for having me, Wendy. Appreciate it. Okay. So German, let's start with what enticed you to get involved with decentralized finance? Well, to be honest, we got to go way back to like 2012 because that's the uh, the first year that I re ever remember seeing the Bitcoin sign. Um, at that time, you, there was not a lot of info on Bitcoin at all. It was seen on obscure websites and conspiracy websites and gambling websites. Um, I happened to come across it and it caught my eye. I had no idea what it was. I asked some, uh, some uh, computer techie friends that I had at the time if they knew what it was and they had no idea. Um, I kept my eye on it and uh, I seen it go from $12 to $1,200 in the span of like a week. And then I was like, oh my God. At the time I was working in the financial industry. I used to do uh, mutual funds. And it, it really caught my eye, um, but I had no idea where to get it. There was no info. It was just, it was so hard to get any information on it. And then it just crashed back down. And I was like, oh my God, that's so dangerous. Forget about this thing. Like everybody else has discarded it for the last 15 years or so, right? Yeah. Um, then in uh, in 2016, I started noticing it again. And then we had the 2017 crypto pump that kind of brought the big eye to everybody. You know, that, but that brought uh, basically Bitcoin to the eyes of the of the mainstream media, if you will. So um, that's kind of the essence of how I got started and how I got into it and how far back uh, this goes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, also, just to yeah. add, sorry, just to add, uh, also a lot of people saw this price at $12 and kicked themselves every day for not buying like 100 bucks of it back then because it'd be worth millions now, right? So... Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I can't even believe those prices right now that I think about it. I'm like, wow. Um, Cause it's gone. I think it's 30. Is it 30,000 now? One Bitcoin. It currently the price is about $39,600. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what are the potential benefits of decentralized finance platforms? So there's a lot of difference between Bitcoin 
and decentralized finance. So you, you got to kind of clarify that Bitcoin is right now seen as more of a store of value. Uh, it's not doing what it was meant to do, which was a peer-to-peer transaction uh, blockchain, right? Yeah. Uh, but it has become a, a store of value and has become the the gold standard of the or the uh, digital gold, if you will, right? Right. Uh, but off of off of the blockchain and the uh, uh, the blockchain technology comes the DeFi and the decentralized sections of it, where you can bank, you can do all kinds of different uh, applications, and that came that came with Ethereum and its technology. Yeah. Okay. So just um, to give people a bit of context. So you just um, spoke about blockchain. So correct me if I'm wrong, German. So blockchain technology works. There's a mining computer, right? Solving mathematical problems. A new blockchain is created. Cryptocurrencies are now available for sale. And miners profit off of those transactions. Is that correct? Yes. Well, the miners are... The miners are the ones that are actually putting all the initial investment by putting in the energy cost, the electrical bills that are paid for all these computers and large warehouses of computers that are now mining mining rigs. Um, so basically, they have to first break even, and then they have to be able to make profit on top of that. So yeah, there's a big industry in the, in the mining industry itself. That's become its own industry, aside from the DeFi industry, if you will, or the mm-hmm. decentralized finance. Okay. Yeah, so it's um, two very different, two di- two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, that are also tied in together, right? So yeah, because because uh, like you mentioned, Bitcoin has its own value, correct? Yes. Okay. So what are the differences between the types of cryptocurrencies? I know there's thousands. Yeah, well, it, they all have to have uh, basically the goal of a profitable cryptocurrency should be to solve an issue, to solve a problem within the finance industry, within the real estate industry, within whatever industry you can put it in. Um, that's what that's what is being built right now. The infrastructure of the future is being built on blockchain right now, um, and we're kind of witnessing that from the ground up, which is a it's amazing. You know? So you're saying that it each has its piece of something, right? So like yes, for every, every every cryptocurrency has a purpose. So for example, uh, Ethereum uh, is considered like uh, the internet of 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 crypto of blockchains because you can you can basically uh, program you can add programs on it, right? And so mm-hmm. you can add coins, and so there's an ecosystem. That comes with Ethereum, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Same as, for example, like Solana is another blockchain, and it has its applications that can work on top of Solana. And then you have your new coins, and from that little ecosystem, you get like your meme coins, like you know your Loki and your all these Bonk and all these other uh, low cap big coins. But that's what they're called. But yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's basically the 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 interaction of applications. Okay. Wow. Uh, so similar to the to the stock market, German. I know it's it's not the same thing, but there's highs and lows. How can investors manage the risks? 
Um, well, that comes with first, uh, you have to figure out what kind of investor you want to be. Mm-hmm. You want to be a long-term investor. You want to be a swing trader. Uh, and that comes with everybody has as as a different level of risk. Uh, so first, I would advise everybody is to assess their own risk. And by that is basically how much money are you willing to lose? Because that's the reality of things. Within, whether you're in the um, S&P 500, you're in the NASDAQ, whatever market it is, it's all based on probabilities, right? So you have to be able, you have to come in with your plan. You have to know what you're going to be losing and you have to know your, so basically your risk to reward ratio is what you want to first focus on before you even start. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say if you have a, if you want to invest a thousand dollars, right. How much of that are you willing to lose? 20%. Then you can set that up. So you don't go past your threshold. Okay. So we spoke about the cost of one Bitcoin yes. for people that say, I don't have $35,000 to buy one Bitcoin. Right. What would you suggest to them? Uh, well, I, I would, I always tell my my clients and everybody that's that I've come in contact with since is that that's the biggest misconception that everybody has is that you have to buy one whole Bitcoin or one whole anything. Uh, it's all uh, partialized. So you can buy any amount. If you have $10, you can be an owner of Bitcoin worth $10. So you'd have like 0.0000001 Bitcoin. It is still considered a Bitcoin holder because you have $10 worth of Bitcoin. If Bitcoin goes up another thousand percent, that $10 will go up a thousand percent for you. So that's how it's, it's, it's based. So that's the biggest misconception is the, uh, the breakdown of, of being able to buy any cryptocurrency for a large amount of money. Right. Right. And that's actually the, that's actually the beauty, the beauty of it, because you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be an institutional investor and have a hundred thousand just to start investing like some of these big, uh, in, you know, in the trip, in the uh, stock market and so forth. Anybody can come in with any amount of money and start building their wealth. Yeah. They, they have a piece of it, right? Yes. yes. A piece of the pie is what it is. Exactly. Right? Okay. So for security, like, you know, there's security. Uh, is there significant concern when it comes to crypto space? Like, how can individuals protect their digital assets? Um, there is so many uh, scams out there, like in any market. But with with the digital world, it it just becomes becomes havoc sometimes. Um, that's actually sometimes where where I've come in with a, with my clients and I help them kind of defraze the what don't what not to do since the beginning since i got it since i started investing myself in 2017 i've been into you know i've, I've fallen for the scams myself so i know what not to do which is kind of one of my, my biggest fortes i would say is having my 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 people my clients say hey guys watch for this watch for that so finding somebody that's experienced um, and kind of looking into those types of scenarios online, you can find a lot of websites with stories and so forth. It takes a little bit of time, but um, I would say that is one of the biggest things, you know, and uh, self-research, a lot of comparison work, uh, and you, you got to be uh, ready to put in the time to look in at security issues. 
um, for any cryptocurrency. Yeah, and that, with that being said, this space isn't regulated, right? The well, we just had a Bitcoin ETF spot that was that was just uh, basically allowed in the United States, which is it's a huge thing. So it is the Bitcoin is currently a regulated asset right now in in the eyes of in the eyes of the U.S. market, which is like the big dog of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not that we don't already have a a, a a Bitcoin ETF here in Canada as well. Um, but when when the U.S. does it, it counts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is somewhat regulated. However, the rest of the market is not regulated. Anything goes. It's kind of it used to be more like the wild wild west when I got in back, you know, back in the day. But uh, it's come. We've come a long way from where we were before. Um, what happens is because of the growth of the market there's more money in the market flowing into the market and that just brings and attracts all the you know the hackers and all these types of uh you know bad apples if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of obvious it's 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 it comes with growth right of, of anything you're gonna get uh if you got the attention on you people are gonna try and come and get that um get the value of that okay okay so do you foresee in the future, in the near future, the central bank creating their own version of the digital currency? Uh, talking about the CBDCs? Mm-hmm. Um, that's already in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, China did the test run years back already with the CBDCs, forcing their, forcing their, their, their population to try it out. And so forth, um, and then they've been running it in other countries as well. So yeah, eventually, they're definitely gonna come down and trying to to um, to basically get get their their hand of control on it, like like you had to do anyways, right? But uh, yeah, I, I definitely see CBDCs in the next few years being uh, being talk of the town. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So people that invested in cryptocurrencies in the inception made a lot of money, right? For those that are skeptical that there's no more money to be made, what would you say to them? Um, just look at the history, you know. Um, if you look at the last decade, compared to the highest market out there, which is, you know, even a thousand some percent, I think it's Microsoft, Um Bitcoin is up 586,000%. Um, and if it's anything like the uh, digital gold that it's supposed to be eventually, uh, as you can see by all the investments coming in, like the ETF, billions and billions of dollars coming in, they're not investing it for for no reason. Those guys don't put their money in just because, you know, because it's a fad. Um, I, I definitely see way more growth with time um, you gotta remember that Bitcoin runs in a four-year cycle, um, so it, it takes time. Uh, it, but yeah, it, I I definitely see uh, complete growth uh, eventually with Bitcoin and uh, with that the whole digital market coming up with it. Okay, so you said we're on a four-year cycle. So is it our fourth year now, presently in twenty twenty-four? 
Uh, no, we're on the second year, right? We're starting the second year of accumulation right now. We just mm -hmm. had our first year of basically um, coming out of the bull market. A lot of us, a lot of people, most of us, it was hard to tell that coming out of 2022 and into 2023, January, we were literally coming out of the bull market. Bitcoin itself had 156% growth in one year in 2023. If you don't call that a bull market, I don't know why you call that, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Accumulation was last year in 2022. We just started our first year of accumulation in, in, in this is not just me saying this is what, you know, a lot of different experts in my research says. Um, and that we're just basically, we've had the, we've just had the peak of the first year and we're basically reaccumulating for this next for this 2024 2025 which i think will be the peak years according to the cycle okay yeah so, so I, I definitely yeah. see um the end of this year october november you will definitely see a big huge rise like 2017 ish the growth yeah okay so you spoke about the digital uh universe what are your thoughts about NFTs, non-fungible tokens? Um, I think it all all has a future. Uh, it all has a niche. Um, I think with NFTs will take a lot longer, just because um, just because not everybody's into that type of um, digital gaming gaming, if you will. You know what I mean? So th there's a there's a there's an industry for everybody out there, I think, in digital services in the future. Um, you can see it from like a app, fitness app workouts where you work out and you get coins, you can trade them in and there's no whole ecosystem with that where you're buying NFTs, right? You're buying sneaker NFTs for this app, which is an investment, but then that investment is actually going up as you work out. So there's a lot of different types of ecosystems that are being built. And again, this is just the infrastructure being built. These are all like the, we, I think we can call it like a test net for what's to come in the next 10, 20 years, which will be, I think, uh, society will, will change in the next 20 years for sure with, with this type of technology coming up. Yeah, well, that's all very interesting. Um. In terms of innovation, are there any emerging trends? You just kind of alluded to a little bit of that. Have you seen any? We've yeah, actually, conventions. Yeah, the 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 so the biggest trend, that newest trend, or the latest trend we've had is the AI trend, artificial intelligence trend, right? So you're seeing a lot of um, there's a, there's a whole ecosystem already been already built. And people are just, you know, waiting for the next bull run for for them to, for these things to run again. Um, the biggest trend that the newest trend that I don't see any talk about yet, that I think it will be this following year, will be the RWA ecosystem, or the real world asset ecosystem. So it's basically tokenizing real world assets. And that's where we get into like a real. Um, definance or DeFi world, if you will, connecting to banking financial systems with like property, for example, 
or different types of real world assets. So the RWA or the real world assets, you can look this up. There's a whole ecosystem of coins that are already out there. Um, best thing to do is, you know, do your research and uh, start start uh, looking at these and following them because they're going to start moving in the next year. So as uh, the crypto space continues to evolve, um, blockchains, digital worlds, what advice would you give someone who is new and needs more information? Because they're information readily available on YouTube. How can they do their research? You know, yeah, there's, here's the thing. Uh, when I started, there was no info. Right now, I think there's an overage of info where everybody's trying to get your attention uh, but uh, not everybody has the uh, the depth that you want. Um, I would definitely look into joining a group, joining a community online, on Discord, uh, Telegram, and just kind of because that's where the real alpha happens, if you will, is being in these Discord groups, being in these alpha groups, um, and chatting with people that know, hey, look, have you heard about the new RWA thing going on? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, that's that's how the the the, uh, the market moves, and then these things start. Like I've seen it from all angles. I had the opportunity to actually work for uh, with with the crypto team. Um, uh, they were called Magic Craft, and basically they were they were they're an NFT video game. Uh, so I had, I saw how everything works in the background, you know, we dropped the NFTs, we, we did the test net and uh, I was doing all their social media stuff for them as well and stuff. So it, it was a, a really great experience, uh, but there's a whole other world out there inside these discords. You can get free coins, uh, airdrops is the next big thing, right? That's kind of going on. I, I would say the first half of this year, there's airdrop tasks going on you know you do these tasks like you join their discord you go on on their testnet and you you do one transaction on a testnet which doesn't cost you anything and when they launch you you'll get a thousand coins for free like these are the airdrops that you can you don't have to invest anything just a little bit of time and a little bit of research and work and everything's out there everything's on youtube everything's on um online as well um but when you're with a group you have more of a, a direct focus as opposed to kind of learning because when you're on you on youtube you go from one video to the next and you can get it can get very confusing when you start following one guy with one strategy and then this guy has a different strategy it's happened to me myself i've been through all the youtubers and you know that whole cycle of stuff and uh it can get daunting and you can waste a lot of time as well. So joining a group or joining or joining people that know what's going on or have done it a little bit will definitely be helpful to at least start to know where you, where you or how they started and look at their their sources and stuff as well. Okay. And what are some platforms that you use that you would recommend? Like crypto.com, well, you know, like all these, there's all these ones out there that you can become you mean like for, for trading and buying and stuff yeah or... exactly so it, it it depends on on the on i guess it depends on your listeners because and where they're listening from uh if they're in canada we have there's a lot of good uh exchanges you know you have uh endax 
um, there's, there's a lot of exchanges here that are uh, regulated, so they're really safe. However, in Canada, we're very um, limited because they don't allow us to trade with uh, leverage, which is what kind of like crypto people want to do is they want to like, they want to trade leverage. That's what they're, you know, uh, but it's not allowed here. But so if, if, if you were in another country, like the biggest exchanges, you know, Binance is obviously the biggest one. Um, when when I first started, my first exchange was on Binance, and I loved I loved it. Um, but then it got banned here in Canada, unfortunately. Uh, but there's you know, uh, so it depends where you are. Um, an easy an easy uh, an easy search on Google will tell you the top exchanges. If you uh, go up, there's a, I guess, what, you, what I would recommend is everybody can go on Coin Market Cap. That is a website. It's called Coin Market Cap, C A P. And um, it has all the information from all your cryptocurrencies in there, all your exchanges by volume. Uh, so you can see basically which ones you are able to use and how they rank compared to the whole market. So coin market cap will give you the best information on there about the markets and exchanges. Amazing. Thanks, German. Um, so there's a few countries that have now are using Bitcoin as their legal tender. What yes, do you think about yes. that? Well, I'm sure you know about El Salvador. <laughs> uh, being I do. The biggest one, right? <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> Salvador is... One of the most surprising countries to me was El Salvador coming out and being a crypto, a Bitcoin leader in the world. It's it's amazing uh, what they've done, what they're trying to do um, with their own mining, with volcano energy and so forth. It's 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 uh, it's next world, and the country has already changing because of these these financial changes that have gone on in the federal with the federal government they have there, right? Uh, and yeah, it's just been a very interesting, very interesting uh, with Salvador. Dubai is becoming a headquarters of all the big exchanges right now because of their no tax laws, right? Puerto Rico has always been one of the crypto dudes love haven over there because it's beautiful, the beaches and no tax for crypto. So this is one of the biggest things that uh, that are that is moving, actually, these, this worldwide movement and people crypto millionaires and crypto that people that are, that don't want to be limited by their own governments. They're moving to these countries that are showing what decentralized finance is meant to do, right? Yeah. You control your own bank, you control your own freedom. We don't need a middleman all the time to do anything for us and take the fees and everything as well, right? So that's what it kind of comes down to with with the world uh, moving, moving on to this. And I think it's just going to continue over and over Argentina right now is going to become probably another it's always it's all has it already has been uh, dealing with a lot of crypto and Bitcoin over there because of their uh, the devaluation of their currency um, but their new president is crypto friendly so it should be interesting so yeah a lot more movement in worldwide yeah slowly so but surely a lot more acceptance and um, yes it's not going anywhere I don't, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Uh, it's not a trend. This, it's, I've been saying this for a long time to a lot of friends and I'm like, hey guys, you know, hello. 
this things here, man. Like once once you once you dive in and you understand the whole picture, then you kind of see uh, the value that it can bring and that it probably will bring eventually. So yeah. Okay, and when you're making exchanges, sometimes that you're already on the platform, you're making an exchange, either like you're the seller or yeah, a trade, either you're the yes. seller or the buyer, mm -hmm. that process sometimes can take a bit of time, right? Is it Learning, instantaneous? Yeah. Is it instantaneous now? Or is it still like the 12 to 24 hour? Oh, no, no. Like no. You can go on an exchange and you have it on your wallet. That like five seconds. Okay. Explain yeah. to us a little bit of what the wallet is. Um, so basically, um, you have your digital, it's it's a digital crypto wallet. Uh, and it basically, it holds the keys to where your crypto is located on the blockchain. So it's, people think like, you know, the wallet is holding it. No, it's actually just the, the key to your wallet that's on the blockchain where the coins are currently held, right? Because everything stays on the blockchain, technically. Everything's all recorded on there as well. Um, but basically that's what a wallet is. Um, with the wallet, it, uh, so, you can have your wallet on an ex on your exchange and your exchange is holding your wallet for you, right? Or you can have a, uh, you can have a digital wallet uh, basically decentralized. So you're the sole owner of that wallet. You can have it on your device, you can have it online. Um, and then the, you also have your uh, offline wallets, right? So these are like a, it's like an SUV stick, right? Um, that basically holds your crypto. And, and basically that's the key as to where it is on your blockchain, but it's offline. So it's basically one of the safest ways to hold your crypto. Um, but I, I think that's also one of the biggest things that sometimes holds people back is, is being able to, um, is not having the the security for themselves or not trusting themselves to hold all their money under their in their closet in a in a USB stick. So I think in the future these companies that will be, for example, like these Bitcoin ETFs, people will be buying or putting billions into that because they don't have that responsibility of being of having to hold that billion dollars under their mattress. Do you know what I mean? They have a sole custody guy that's holding it. They're paying fees, but they're they're safe. They're sturdy. There's insurance on it, right? So um, this is what basically has to happen with with the with the DeFi world. Is we need some sort of more security for for people to start trusting it more. And there are apps and there's applications going on that are working on that now. And I think it in the future it'll 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 come to fruition. So yeah. So when you're setting up an account, um, sometimes they ask you for identification and it might turn people off, right? Explain yes. that process to us. So there's a lot of different ways you can get on crypto. There's like sneaky ways you can get. There's web, there's, you know, uh, you can use a VPN and then you can just pretend you're in another country and you can go on Binance if you want. Uh, well, not anymore because they're KYC. So 
back to what you were saying, exchanges are now using their KYC or know your customer, uh, which is basically because eventually they all want to be legal, right? Mm -hmm. So the movement of these exchanges coming, moving towards the knowing your customer and KYC your customer is basically them trying to foreseeing that, listen, the, 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 light, the lights are coming down. We either get legal to keep going or they're going to start running us out of every country like it's happening in India right now, for example. Binance got banned from India, right? Because they didn't want to do their due diligence with the KYC and all this kind of stuff. So, but eventually they're going to come back once they're ready, right? Binance is going through their own legal issues right now. But um, besides the point, they're moving towards this side because they see that it's going to start mainstreaming. They're going to have to go and pay their fees to the governments and the, and the, and the, the laws and structured, structured laws, I guess. Right. So, Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about this for hours, German, right? Yes, yes. There's so much, so much stuff that we haven't even touched on yet. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, an interesting market. There's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities for uh, developers, young developers coming out of university. It's huge markets for them with startups everywhere trying to start their own projects and joining and communities being built. Uh, and that's just another one little other side of things that's going on. You know, there's art, there's music, there's fashion, there's, it's, it's getting its fingers in everywhere and eventually it'll become the standard. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. So, um, for somebody starting up, what would you recommend they do? Start with, uh, investing in, in Bitcoin um, I, I, what the best thing you can, I, I always tell my friends this even as well. Um, best thing you can do is uh, get yourself a wallet or go on a Canadian exchange or wherever legal, the safest exchange you can get that's crypto for you. Um, throw in $10, buy some Bitcoin, buy some Ethereum, five each, and see how it moves. See what it feels like to hold it in your hand and and see the percents move up and down, what sensations you get. It's 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 one of the best things you can do to kind of see if you're even fit to to go into crypto. Like mm-hmm. some people are just not in it's not their thing. Investing is not for everybody. You yeah. have to have a certain thing, right? Eventually you'll have like legal advisors and so forth, just like the just like everything else, just like the financial market. But right now it's just people like myself, you know, like I have clients uh i can't fight legally financial them but i can teach them everything i know uh and that's kind of what i've been what i've been up to and then i i see i see a lot of progress with that with people that have the uh just that little bit of time to put into it yeah just get in there right mm-hmm. get in there yeah yeah okay uh how can people reach you should they be interested in investing in cryptocurrency or just gaining further knowledge um well you can reach me. You can DM me on Instagram, uh, Crypto Minute Run. That's Crypto Minute Run, one word. Um, I'm also on Twitter, same name. And um, yeah, I also I also help run a uh, a couple of groups. Um, I, uh, crypto Crypto Toronto Trade Hub group, uh, and uh, I mod in some other 
obscure discords where I get my alpha and stuff from a moderator here and there and stuff. So, but yeah, the uh, best things probably Instagram. I, I always check my Instagram DMs there and stuff. So just DM me on Instagram and um, if you want to get started, for sure. Thanks, German. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you, Wendy. It's a pleasure. Well, there you have it, Bloomers. As we conclude this episode, I would like to extend a thank you to German for generously sharing his insights into these transformative technologies that are reshaping our perceptions and interactions within the digital realm. One undeniable truth emerges. The influence of cryptocurrencies extends well beyond the confines of traditional finance and is not going anywhere. We'd love to hear your stories, Feel free to share your personal journeys in the comments or via our social media channel. Your stories inspire us and help us grow together as a community of bloomers. Stay tuned for more content and until next time, keep blooming.